Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to the doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Browns getting ready to be showcased again on primetime TV. This time it's Monday Night Football in San Francisco versus the 49ers. I'm Andy McNamara alongside WKYC Cleveland sports reporter Matt Florjancic. We'll give you the latest injury news, notes, storylines heading into this game with San Fran coming off of their bye weeks and the Cleveland Browns. Sitting first in the AFC North. Matt, I'm still feeling good off that Baltimore win, but you're going up against a undefeated San Francisco team uh, with a pretty darn good defense. How are you feeling? Just, just big picture here. How are you feeling about this game going in? To be honest, pretty good. Okay. Um, I felt good about it when the schedule was released. It's going to be a difficult trip. And- Every trip out west is a pain sure. for a multitude of reasons, but I I wasn't sold that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to come back off of his injuries very strong, or it would take him a while to get it below. Uh, but they have impressed. They they have played well, but I still think this is a very winnable game for the Browns, and they should be coming home three and two. We're brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Make sure you're checking out clevelandwhiskey.com, folks. The eighty-seven. Man, the, the original bourbon, I've been uh, enjoying that, sipping that since I got back from Cleveland a couple weeks ago. The Christmas bourbon artwork release. You guys got to check this out. Uh, Cleveland Whiskey is going to have an open house October 12, 2 to 6 p.m. At, their, uh, at the distillery right in Cleveland. So go to clevelandwhiskey.com, find out about that. But they had the new bottled artwork, which I got a sneak peek at, Matt, back in August at the when I was down there for training camp. It's by a local artist. It's on their Instagram, at Cleveland Whiskey, and Twitter, at Cleve Whiskey. So check it out. But you can find out where to get the products near you, out of state, uh, in Cleveland, whatever. But you got to try it. Um, we, we're we big fans of the Christmas bourbon here on uh, on the Doghouse. Right, brother? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. I can't. I can't wait to get that out. That's going to be... I See, here's the thing. Uh, you might have to be, be going down, and uh, I might have to live through you going to that open house having the Christmas bourbon. Because you said last time, those open house events, they have they have bourbon-infused or inspired or complimentary treats and samples and all that. It's just a it's just a great time. Oh, man. It was way more enjoyable than I thought you should have had. <laughs> I don't boy. It's a whiskey tasting, but it was, it was a blast. Uh, people were fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the merchandise is awesome. I'm the, wearing a shirt right now. The products itself, the products itself are are great and you know it's just a, a really it's a really cool thing to have in town they've done yeah. a very good job to build up their business and they've garnered a lot of attention and positive feedback because of the work that they put in and it's it's a true Cleveland company you know it's all hard they yeah, put their heart and soul in everything and, and grind through the days and figure out a way to make the, the best kind of whiskey they can damn right and the smoker bricks too they sell there too if you want to have your your cooking 
Uh, oh, I did. Are, I, yeah, I forgot about those. Right? Yeah, yeah hey, man. There's lots of stuff. They got tumblers and all that. But check it out, ClevelandWhiskey.com. Okay, Matt. We're coming out this win against the Ravens. Now, we know in the past, recent past, sometimes the Browns get feeling a little little good about themselves. You know, okay, we won. Is I'm with you here. I feel good that they can win this game because um, of a few reasons. But before we, we get to those... Could there be a bit of a, a letdown? Could the Browns again be thinking we arrived, or have they gone over enough adversity early in this season to think, okay, hey, we haven't done anything yet, and that they actually believe it, and we'll try even harder out in San Fran? I think they believe it, truthfully. I think they've handled their business well uh, throughout the first four weeks of the season. It hasn't gone 100% perfect. Nothing ever does in the NFL. No. But um, the the Browns have found a way to uh, be two and two after the quarter pole of the season after taking what everybody thought was going to be a win uh, in week one and turning it into a lopsided loss. Um, they really responded well. They've won two out of three. Um, they're going to be featured on prime time for the third time in a month. Yep. In the last four weeks. So uh, the eyes of the football world around them and outside of the Tennessee game, they haven't disappointed. They went and they rolled the Jets on Monday night. They yeah. played right with the Rams on Sunday night. And then last week they blew out the Ravens, which was oh, just so good. unbelievable how, how well they did in Baltimore. That, that still feels so good that they were able to do that. That is, that, that is tremendous. Uh, Matt, let's go over these San Francisco 49ers for, for a second. I know. I, I guess, I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> Quick side note, I was able to go, well, on my interviews on different uh, TSN radio stations, people saying, how about the Ravens? And I was able to do a big old obnoxious I told you so with the expose on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So I was I was, I was feeling pretty good about that. I wouldn't expect anything less of you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, Matt, you know what? Actually, before we get to the Niners, uh, Jarvis Landry cleared from concussion protocol. He will play Monday. So that is tremendous news that we get him back. Yeah, anytime you can get a pro bowler back, uh, that's a good time for your team. And then got some decisions to make uh, from that wide receiver position because uh, also don't forget that uh, Antonio Callaway comes back this week. So they're going to try to find a role for him and figure out what he can do within the framework of the offense. And I I think, in my opinion, the odd man out right now, barring any injuries or anything, is Damian Ratliff. I think it has to be. Like, especially since he dropped, I know he's in a difficult spot to a point, but you dropped Mm -hmm. that beautiful ball by Odell Beckham Jr. You had a penalty, you dropped something else. He's got to be the odd man out. Um, Higgins' knee, is that still kind of up in the air right now? Yeah, still trying to see if he can work through it. He had a weird week last week. He was limited, and all of a sudden, at the end of that week, he completely didn't practice and was gone uh, from the game. We're going on four weeks now, and we're hopeful that some clarity will come to that situation sooner rather than later. But uh, anytime we're dealing with an extended break like that, I think maybe the injury was a little bit more serious than we give credit for. Yeah, yeah. But as long as you get Landry back, because we've seen... Look, with OBJ, you want to double-team him? Cool. Landry will beat you. I think if you get Higgins back, and depending, I know Freddie said Antonio Calloway is going to be at full bore, but, I, I, you know, he probably gets sprinkled back in. Do you think he does any kickoff or punt return work, or would they stick with Jarvis with that? 
think you might have to because the Browns might not want to risk Jones and Colts at this point. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sticking a guy in there that hasn't been practicing for four weeks up until now is, is a little dicey. Yeah. You don't want to just you don't want to give up the ball ever, but really on a short field on a punt return. And he's had some fumble issues before. So I would say stick with the sure-handed guy and just tell him that his right arm needs to be extended on every play. Yeah. <laughs> Raise your high above your head so everybody will work and see it. Uh, but that would be my – I, I would stick with the vet rather than the guy who's coming back to the team. Yeah, and – Maybe we see something similar to last year in that Saints game, remember, where you send him on a couple, you know, stretch the D, really, right? Because he is a burner, so stretch him out a little bit. Maybe that creates more underneath room for uh, OBJ or others. So uh, maybe Ricky Seals-Jones again. be interesting to see how he's used there. Now, Matt, when we look at the San Francisco 49ers, they have five, five, a handful, first-round picks on that defensive line. They've been spread out. They quite often play the wide nine which means it's very tough to get a corner. You kind of have to earn your way and pound it up the middle. Um, the secondary can be had, but they're going to be bringing it, not just on Baker, but on the backfield too. So I hope Freddie Kitchens keeps committed to Nick Chubb and maybe find some creative ways to uh, make sure the running game gets going. Yeah, I can't imagine not having him have an integral part in this offense based off of what he did last week. I mean, the Ravens defense is no joke. They're, they're oh. pretty good, and he ran a hole through them multiple times. Uh, Three touchdowns. Kid is strong. He, he's strong as an ox. Yeah. But he he runs so damn hard. It's just like it's it. I don't want to seem like a too much of a fan, but I will say this about Nick Chubb: it is a privilege to watch him do what he does because he's a guy that puts in puts in his time, works his tail off. Yep. And then shows up on game day. There's been plenty of guys in your time as a fan and my time as a reporter of who, who could practice well and look like all pros and then got to the game and they couldn't catch a cold. Yep. Uh, Nick Chubb is the exact opposite of that. What you see on the practice field is what you get on game day. And that's why he's fast becoming one of the most beloved guys in the locker room. Truthfully. And he's a coach's dream. Right? It's like, that's how you practice. If you want to be a pro, you can just point to Nick Chubb. That is how you be a professional. And Nick Chubb does it. Yeah. The Browns got to keep with it because we saw that. Run to set up the pass. It is so simple, yet it sometimes is easy to get away from for, for Freddie Kitchens. You got to stick with that. And as we saw, Matt, it doesn't mean the first two, three, four, five, six carries are going to be 80-yard runs. You might get one or two yards, but if you keep hammering, we know eventually it will punch through. And yeah, I think there's a great chance. If you if you do that, you can start exposing the secondary a little bit. Stay away from Richard Sherman if possible, of course, and uh, and kind of go from there. But uh, it, it's a beatable defense. It's tough, but it's a beatable defense. Yeah, I mean, every defense in the NFL can be beaten. It's not like there's just... Maybe teams the out there that are just running rush out over people. I mean, there aren't points in everything. If you're good enough to find it, you're good enough to exploit it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for uh, the San Francisco 49ers, when you switch to the offensive side, of course, you have Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo 
The guy who in that Johnny Manziel 2014 draft, I wanted him or Carr for the Browns. Obviously didn't work out that way, and eventually we ended up with Baker Mayfield, which is uh, even better. But for for San Fran, I thought Jimmy G, after a terrible preseason, like he was getting, remember he got like five interceptions in a row or something at practice. Um, he's looked good. The running game is a committee. It's effective, but it's a committee. And there's really, outside of George Kittle, just guys on the wide receiver group. But what happens, of course, Matt, as we know, former Browns offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan with that run zone, right, that, that has the offense move like a white picket fence together, and then the running back just has to cut and go, and every play is a quarterback rollout or bootleg. So the offense, you don't necessarily need star receivers because that offense is designed to just get guys open. Yeah, it's exactly what that has been doing for decades in the league. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily, you don't need stars. I mean, stars are always nice, but they make stars because yes. of the offense that they run. They get guys in space, they get them the opportunity to make plays after catching the ball. That's a really good offense, and Jimmy G knows how to how to run that fairly well. He learned his lessons well in New England, and even though New England runs a different scheme than San Francisco does, still the same kind of principles of right. We're going to surround you with whatever talent we do, and you have to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, quick release, right? Get the ball out of your hands, quick release, and then let the players make plays in space. So that's what we're we're going to see. We know Kyle Shanahan, of course. Uh, left unceremoniously a few years ago, uh, given the uh, uh, 100-page PowerPoint presentation of Jimmy Haslam or whatever. And you know what, Matt? Hey, we can joke. I don't blame Boy, him at that did time. he proved to be right. I don't, blame, I don't blame him. He wanted out. It was the right move. Like, I can't hold that against I don't hate Kyle Shanahan. It was a, a, a disaster of misfunction here when he was, when he was O.C., Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. He had a 32-point PowerPoint presentation that he presented, and they basically told him, all right, you're out of your contract. You want to walk through the door, you know. And he's like, thank you, bye. Inexplicably, <laughs> mind you, but uh, but he he, was, he, was, he left nothing but a vapor trail on his way out the door. He couldn't get out of that door fast enough. Yeah, man. Wow. And, and kudos to him for having a, the courage to do it, because that's not an easy thing to walk away from a guarantee. And he's he, fine. He got uh, his dad's right. rep. You know, he proved he proved me right. He helped the team get to a Super Bowl, and then got a job, a head coaching job out of it, which is exactly what he wanted. He wanted to be 
you know, the top man in an organization, and he went out there and he did it. And kudos to him for it. That's not an easy thing. No, it completely worked out for him. And he's got – now, he's undergone a lot of injuries. His record as a head coach is not great, of course, but uh, he's got the tools there. Okay, Matt, keys to the game. Give me one or two keys to the game. Browns beat Niners if X and Y happen, and then we'll get to our game picks and then Bootski. Uh, first, first key: develop or uh, continue to run the show. Let him go, uh, handle business, and try to establish your identity that way. Uh, second key is being able to get to Jimmy Garoppolo, get him off the spot, get him uncomfortable. They did a great job to hem in Lamar Jackson, and they also were able to get home on him four times with is a lot for a guy who is known for his elusive abilities. So they really did a good job uh, to him a bit, and I'm waiting to see what they uh, uh, can do as well against Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, um, I think the key for the Browns defensively is going to be linebackers. And Christian Kirksey had the pectoral surgery today. Um, him and Mac Wilson so tight, you see it on social media. I think it's going to be a test for the linebackers because, Matt, that space that we talked about, a lot of that happens right over the middle, right? The quick release, get it out of the hands, and the the offensive line moving creates and tires out defensive lines. So I think having Mac Wilson, Joe Schobert have their work boots on, which they always do, uh, Gennard Avery too, and being able to cover those intermediate routes will be key because if you can pressure and cover that middle, you're going to force Jimmy G to go deep, and he might not have enough time to do it. So that's my, my key. And then, then like we said, uh, Freddie Kitchen just committing to the run again and really trying to do the same formula that was successful last week. Yeah, it's a simple formula. Just do what works well until somebody stops you. Yes. And then figure out what to do from there and have a backup line ready to go. But if they bottle up the run and they stack the box for Nick Chubb, that's going to lose somebody in one-on-one coverage on the outside, whether it's Landry or Beckham. You've seen what that can do. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we know we know all about that. We know what can happen there. All right, Matt, score prediction time. Niners versus Browns in San Francisco. Official prediction, sir. Uh, Twenty-four twenty-one Browns. Woo! I like it. Are, are we doing is it last minute field goal by uh Seibert to win it? I, th- I think he's going to be your new favorite Brown on oh. early t- Tuesday morning. <laughs> Get me a win, man. Get me a win, Cybert. Uh, please. That that would be that would be tremendous. Or just, you know, winning an- another blow. That would also be good and appreciated. Um, my, my Cleveland Whiskey pick is, and we should also, hey, shout out Nick Chubb, AFC, what, ground player of the week or whatever it was, right? Offensive player, an absolute player. He was, AFC, he was AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Awesome. FedEx Ground Player of the Week. And then the Hammer was the AFC yeah. Special Teams Player of the Month. So Hammer. It, was, it was a good week to bring home the hardware for the Browns. It was a good week. I'm going to say, um, score-wise, you know what? If I'm looking, and I just kind of skimmed at the 49ers there. Now, they played... Bucks, Bengals, Steelers, not the greatest of opponents overall. But their defense, they've been allowing between 17 and 20, and they've been scoring 31-40, So, I like... Their your... defense has only allowed five touchdowns. Yeah, but again, against, against some par. That's pretty stellar. And they've all been through the air, by the way. They haven't let a ground touchdown yet. 
And, uh, and again, we should preface that with these are subpar talents. So I will say this. I think it will be, let's go with 23-17 Browns. There you go. That's my Cleveland Whiskey pick. 23-17 for the Browns. I think that keeps it kind of low scoring enough, but the Browns squeak away just, just a bit. And you know what? My bold prediction, they do let up their first rushing touchdown comes to Nick Chubb. Chubb keeps running wild. Let's go. Got to happen sometime, man. Why not? That's right. Let's do it. You got to establish them early. Feed him, baby. Let it work. If he scores a touchdown on the opening draft, I think their eyes are going to open up a little bit. Oh, that would be huge. Okay, and one more quick thing, Matt. How many how many catches does Odell Beckham Jr. have? Let's put the over and under at four. Is that, is that fair? Over under set at three and a half or four? I, I would say set it at three and a half, and I'm going to take the over because I think he'll get five. Nice. Over, under, at three and a half. I'll say over as well. Tweet us. Let us know. At Matt Flo Sports on Instagram. At AndyMC Sports on Instagram. And on Twitter, at AndyMC81. And at Matt Flo Jancic. Let us know there. Make sure you're following Cleveland Whiskey on Twitter. At Cleve Whiskey. At Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram. Great follow. Recipes and all that. Check out the artwork, folks. Trust me. On the Cleveland Whiskey Christmas Bourbon Bottle by a local uh, artist. Phenomenal. And the open house uh, is coming October 12, 2 to 6 p.m. at the distillery in Cleveland. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Otherwise, Matt, that'll do it, buddy. We can track all your great stories on WKYCSports.com. Looking forward to it. Monday night. Sounds good, Andy. Always look forward to prime time. Absolutely. All right. There he goes, Matt Florjancic from WKYC Sports. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey on SB Nation, Dogs by Nature. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.